welcome to Insight and Instruction. I am your host, Sherry Fleming, business and legal strategist for entrepreneurs. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic um, that has come up uh, recently, and that is the value of partnership, the value of partnership. I feel like this topic more uh, than any time is necessary now because we're in an age where everyone feels like they can do everything on their own. Thanks to technology, uh, the ability to get things done quickly, the ability to get things done efficiently, Um, I believe a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs believe that they do not need help. Um, Also, uh, it could be that when seeking help, a lot of entrepreneurs have run into people who talk a good game, but who just do not deliver. And so that can leave us in a place of frustration where we, we say, okay, well, I'll just do it on my own and I just do it by myself. And so we tend to really uh, lose the value of partnership. And so there are three very important reasons why uh, we need partnership. One reason is for guidance. Another is for accountability. And the third is just for overall support. And so it is something so uh, invaluable, something so important, something amazing that happens when People can come together to achieve a common goal that is bigger than their own. And so that is partnership. In a legal sense, partnership is two or more people coming together uh, to engage in an enterprise. In a general sense, partnership is two or more people um, coming together to uh, engage in activity to to yield itself uh, to a common goal. And so um, when you are partnering with someone or with a group of people, you are thinking bigger than your individual self. You are thinking outside of yourself. You're able to, or you should be able to put um, some of your personal desires aside to reach the goal that is common between you and your partners. And so I mentioned that um, one purpose of partnership is that of accountability. And so I don't have um, a business partner per se in my law practice. I have a, a solo a solo practitioner buddy. And so basically we buddy or partner with one another, not in the day-to-day aspects of our business, but as a point of support for one another. Um, The Maryland Bar, um, I'm not sure how this works in other states, but at least the Maryland Bar Association has recognized that we have a number of practitioners who are solo practitioners. And so if something is to happen to that individual, that individual is solely responsible for managing their business, uh, meeting the needs of their clients, closing out their cases. And so should something happen to that individual, there needs to be someone who understands the practice who understands uh, the policies of the business, who can pretty much step in place uh, so that the court system um, is relieved of having to appoint someone as a conservator over the, the, the practice. And so 
part of what's being promoted for solo practitioners is for us to have buddies. And I have one such buddy who is a solo practitioner in her own right, um, in a completely different and unrelated, well, I'm not unrelated, but in a different field of practice than I am. Um, and we serve as one another's buddies. And so we help one another develop um, policy for our practice. We are well aware of um, how one another, how we manage our individual businesses. We um, are aware of where to find the passcodes, where to find the keys to lock boxes. We are aware of where files are stored. Um, and just overall management responsibility of the firm. So should I get sick or should um, I have some type of incident or should I unfortunately pass away, I have someone that I can trust to come in and completely um, not take over my practice, but manage it in a, in a way that um, cases can be dispersed to other attorneys uh, to close out my business. And so we partner together and that is um, a relationship that we have developed over the course of time. We speak with one another about um, some of the, the management issues that we would have in business. We speak with one another about practice issues. One recent issue that we've always, that we've communicated about more than we need to is law practice management software. Um, what type of case management software do we use? Why do we like it? You know, what are the differences and the nuances with the case management software? Um, she is on my malpractice insurance as my buddy, as my backup person. Should something happen to me, you actually probably should name someone. Otherwise, your malpractice insurance is going to be a little bit higher. And so, in, in having that buddy for my practice, um, because we talk fairly frequently about um, the management of the business, the policies, how we feel about business, the weight of the business, um, we end up serving as a point of accountability for one another. We do a lot of continuing education together. We do a lot of training together. Um, we make sure she she is my buddy. I, I don't have a firm where I have a colleague that I can talk to and bounce ideas off of and kind of make sure that I'm on the right track to help me course correct. And so for management and again, policy making for my business, she is that person. Now I am talking about a law office. You may have some other type of business endeavor in a completely different industry. You may be in finance. You may be in tax. It really doesn't matter. Um, if you are a professional and you consider yourself to be a professional, you should be putting your clients first. And in putting your clients first, if it is just you in the business and you work in a business that your assistant can't immediately take over, um, should something happen to you, you need to make sure you have a backup person in place. You need to make sure that you have a buddy that can step in, that won't be overwhelmed, that will follow the policies that you have put in place to maintain your business until you're at, in a position where you could take it over again or to close out your business if you're ever in a position where you are unable to take it over. As a point of accountability, um, my buddy, um, when I when I do my three-year plan and my five three-year plans and five-year plans in business, I share those plans with my business buddy, my law office buddy. And that person keeps me accountable to what is going on in my business, as well as um, keeping me on a path of doing what I say I, I intended to do. There was a time in my practice where I focused on real estate that is now shifting to estate planning. 
if I continue to take a certain amount of real estate uh, cases, there is no way I am ever going to build up my estate planning practice. I have to take time to focus and, and spend energy focusing on my estate planning, the estate planning portion of my practice. And it is my buddy that says, hey, Hey, Sherry, we've been talking, you know, a lot over the past two weeks and you've mentioned a lot about real estate, but what's going on with estate planning? You said 2020 was the year that you was, uh, that you set out to, um, teach about, uh, estate planning and wealth maintenance and management. What is going on with that? Cause I hear a lot about real estate, but this doesn't really, your current actions don't really seem to be in line with what you stated your plans are. And so my buddy, uh, for my law practice is a partner that serves as a point of accountability. Again, this is we are not going in business with one another, investing funds to create a profit that we'll share. That's not the form of partnership that we have, but it is a form of partnership that creates accountability between the two of us. The next type of partnership um, that I want to mention um, is actually doing business with a person, um, actually investing, um, co-investing with someone to have a shared, um, profit. And so it just so happens that my experience with, uh, a business partnership of this type is in my marriage, which is also a life partnership. So, um, some of this may be a little tangled for me and I apologize in advance, but my husband and I are um, partners in a business. I like to call him a silent partner. Um, the financial contributor to the business (laughs) that I manage, run and operate. And so he's very silent. Um, For the most part, he just contributes the financial capital that we need when we need it. Um, Every now, for the most part, all of our businesses have been self-funded from our full-time employment. We haven't taken out um, any, you know, loans to subsidize our businesses. We've had a a credit card or two um, to... um, serve as a a point of just having, keeping our cash flow a little looser. But for the most part, um, we have financially carried all of our businesses to start. And so um, he is a financial partner. He is a silent partner. And for a long time, I limited his partnership to just that just financial contribution. I've learned over the course of time, um, and this came with maturity, that he has so much more to offer. We are very, very, very different people, very different characters. Um, I am very goal-centered. I am very task-oriented. I can develop strategy in my sleep. If you tell me where you want to go, I surely can get you there. Um, However, (laughs) my husband is, um, he is very creative. Um, he, um, I don't know what's the right word to describe it. He definitely thinks more outside of the box, um, than with which I'm comfortable. He, um, can, he sees the world very differently. And I guess that is because he's creative. Um, he has many ideas about there, there, I would have two to three solutions about accomplishing a goal. And he would have 15, um, because he can tap into a place in creativity that I just cannot. 
Because he's not a day-to-day manager, he's not going to be one to check emails, to respond to phone calls. That is not his thing. He could care less. Um, He deals very much with highbrow overview. (laughs) And so because he's not a day-to-day manager, for me, I say, well, you're not the one keeping a wheel spinning, buddy. You're not the one keeping this thing going. You're not the one waking up, eating, sleeping, and breathing the business. I am. So you have less of a value in partnership, especially when we get to the point where um, the financial, the initial financial investment is recouped from the business. Then it's, and from my view, you, you, you got out what you put in and we're good to go. I'm running the show. And I've learned that that has been detrimental to us in business. My point of view and the way that I've handled business, the businesses that we've had, has been detrimental to me. Um, I've learned over the course of time that what my husband brings in partnership is not only financial support, but emotional support. Um, And a creative way to resolve an issue that I would have never, ever considered. And so in business, if you are an entrepreneur, you will know that four days out of seven, you are anxious, you're twirling around trying to figure out how to keep this thing going. You've been successful up until this point, you've managed up until this point, but how do we grow? How do we become successful in a sense that we're growing and continuing to bring in funds? And sometimes it can keep you up at night and wake you up early in the morning. And I've learned through my partnership with my husband that he his job, other than financial contribution, which is huge, is to bring peace to a situation. Um, we don't think about that or consider the peace that a partner can bring. Um, because he's not involved in the day-to-day, he's able to say, okay, Sherry, you've been toiling around with this for a while. You've been in this for a while. Have you considered X? And I'll say, well, that's not going to work. And he's like, well, why are you so quick to jump to think that it's not going to work? Let's try it for a little while. And there is something um, about our ability to meet one another's weaknesses that make us utterly and completely strong. We have not been great at it. (laughs) We have not perfected it. Honestly, I have actually just just have gotten to a point where I'm realizing um, that his strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are his weaknesses. I'm not sure that he sees it this way. I think that he has to come along. When we were dating, we were very big on partnership and collaborating and doing things together. There were many things that we did in college together that were successful as a result of our partnership. Something happened in marriage where instead of double de- doubling down on being partners, we became competitive. Um, we We tried to outdo one another. Um, If you're making X amount of money, well, I need to make more money. And if you're, uh, we we just really, we began to compete um, at a level that isn't healthy in marriage. It isn't healthy in friendship. It isn't healthy in any form of partnership. Um, And it took a toll on our marriage. It took a toll on our friendship. It took a toll on our partnership. And I think we're finally at a place where we're beginning to rebuild that partnership. 
And so I'm at a place where I can acknowledge that um, what he brings to the table in a partnership is just as valuable as the day-to-day tasks that I do. His his financial contribution is valuable. My financial contribution is valuable. His ability to bring peace to a situation and offer up a solution that I think is too simple. That's usually what the case is. He gives a solution that I'm just like, well... If it was, if it were that easy, I would have thought of it. (laughs) That's the ego in it. If it was, if it, if it was that simple, then I would have thought of it. It cannot be that simple because I didn't think of it. And so that is the problems or the catalyst, um, um, just driving the continued problems that we've had in partnership, at least from my perspective, from my point of view, my lack of uh, ability to see just how value valuable he is, um, just to acknowledge what his natural traits are, accept him for who he is and say, you know what, this is what he brings to the table. This is what I bring to the table and together we can take over the world. And so looking at partnership, you need one, accountability, um, and two, you need support. And that support looks different for everyone. I don't need anyone to check my emails. I don't need anyone uh, to respond uh, to people. I don't need anyone to communicate on my behalf. I need someone to calm my crazy. <laughs> when I uh, have uh, m- multiple things that I'm juggling um, at one time and things seem utterly and completely impossible, I need someone to say, get over yourself. Come sit down and watch this movie and get over yourself and everything is going to be just fine. And that is what my husband brings to our business. Again, also the financial contribution, but more than a financial contribution at this point, that um, emotional um, support to, 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 to calm my crazy, calm my crazy. And so the last area of partnership um, that I want to mention or the last need for partnership is that of guidance, that of guidance. Um, Again, you can have a partner in business uh, as I have with my husband, or you can have a partner for accountability like I have with one of my friends. Um, But there is um, a certain level of growth that happens when you have guidance from someone who has been where you are are attempting to go. And so I encourage everyone to partner with a coach or mentor. There's a difference between the two that we'll discuss at another time, but partner with someone who can cut down the years in time for you because they know where the pitfalls are. They know where the points of growth are and they can point them out to you without you falling into pitfalls. And so most recently, I have most recently as yesterday, <laughs> I, um, I again, I mentioned I'm trying to expand my estates and trust practice. And so um, one way that mentorship occurs could be via an individual, um, but another way is through association. And so I ha- am a part of several associations. I'm a part of three real estate associations. I'm a part of um, the Maryland Bar Association, the National Bar, the American Bar Association. And in these associations, they have their subsections with um, practice areas, uh, specific practice areas for law. Um, and so I'm a part of subsections. 
I'm a part of a real estate investing group um, because real estate investing is a whole it's a whole different ball game. Um, it's not your your typical um, brokerage situation. It, it, it has its nuances to it. And so I am a part of a lot of groups, um, find groups of people who are doing what it is that you want to do. Um, find groups of people who are like-minded, who have been where you are, groups of people who can encourage you, um, to be better. And this is in any, this is not only in business, this is in any area of life. If you are married, find groups of people with healthy marriages who have been married for a considerable amount of time and newly married. Because there are benefits to being in, a, in an association and being in a partnership with groups of people because you get the experience of being mentored or coached by experienced people, but then you also get an experience from being the mentor or being the coach to people who are just getting to the place where you, you're just passing through. And so um, become a part of associations, seek out a mentor, seek out a coach to cut your time in half cut your time in half. And so again, I mentioned, um, um, beefing up estates and trust. And so just yesterday I emailed the estates and trust listserv of the Maryland Bar Association. Hey, I have been in solo practice for, um, five years. I've been practicing law for over 11 years. I am just stepping into this area and I am looking for an experienced mentor, someone with ex uh, a varied experience in estates and trust, someone who has the time availability and the patience to deal with me and my crazy. And lo and behold, someone responded immediately. And the person who responded was someone um, with whom I already had previous contact just from networking events, um, being friends on LinkedIn and on social media. We've had previous contact, but it didn't occur to me to reach out to him directly for whatever reason, it didn't occur to me. One, I, well, let me not say it didn't. I, it's not something that I wanted to do because I didn't want to put the person on the spot. I didn't want them to feel obligated. Um, sometimes people do have a hard time telling you no. Um, and so I didn't want them to, didn't want him to feel obligated um, or anyone in his shoes for that matter. And so that's why I reached out to the section and, and I don't think it's a coincidence that he responded. And so I am extremely excited to um, have lunch, sit under, go to dinner with, um, just completely um, lend my ear to someone who is willing to take the time out to teach me all that they know about a particular area. I'm so excited for the growth. I believe that my states and trust practice is going to have exponential growth because I'm able to humble myself and submit myself to someone who knows more than I do. Guess what? I don't know it all. That's what a partner will remind you of um, constantly um, and will continue to humble you because we don't know it all. We cannot possibly know it all. And so I'm excited about my new partnership with a mentor. Um, I most recently, as of last month, um, sought out a mentor in commercial real estate. I decided for real estate, the little bit of real estate that I am going to be doing, that I want to delve into commercial real estate a little bit more and that I know a lot about a lot, but I don't know enough. And he has experience. And I sat down for lunch with him um, and we had a great, great time, great conversation. He's much older than me. I'm actually uh, the age of his 
children. And so, um, and he said to me, he said, Sherry, you know this stuff. You, you have all of the smarts. And I said, yes, sir. Yes, Paul, <laughs> I have the smarts and I know that I'm capable, but you have the experience. And I don't want to spend two years doing something that can take me two months to do if I run it past you. I don't want to toil unnecessarily when all I have to do is say, hey, pick up the phone and call you. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm encountering. This is what I'm thinking. Am I on the right path for you to say, yes, you're on the right path. No, you're on the right path. Uh, no, you're not on the right path. Or you may need to tweak this stuff a little bit. And so I'm excited about my commercial real estate mentor. I'm excited about my estates and trust mentor. I am excited that I am serving as a mentor to one. I am excited that in my teaching at colleges and universities that I am also serving as a coach to um, entrepreneurs who want to do better in business. Um, most um, The college in which I teach ha- understands the value of coaching, understands the value of partnership. And so they have developed a curriculum for coaches, for people to come to start business under a coaching program. So this is not something that I'm just making up. It's actually something that I'm um, being I'm receiving more information about. And that's the reason why I'm sharing it with you. You can go to the right university and become a part of their coaching program, which may be a little cheaper than pursuing a degree and receive coaching from a professional. I have uh, many students who, um, um, that I'm coaching about 27, which is a lot, um, over, uh, the course of the next 18 months, I believe. And I'm excited to be able to, um, give them information from an unbiased perspective. I don't have any stake in their success at all, at all. I'm not getting any money from it. Um, other than the money that I'm being paid for as a coach. Um, but that is a fixed fee, um, that comes with a fixed, uh, time, um, an allocation of time and service. Um, and I get paid without regard to whether or not they take my advice. And so I don't have any stake and I get paid in advance. <laughs> so I don't have any stake in um, their business other than to see them excel and to come back and share their stories of success. And so um, I cannot express more than I already have <laughs> the value of partnership outside of the normal, let's go in half on this baby to do business together. Um, all of the examples that I gave you are completely outside of that norm of, um, uh, to, to show that there are other ways to find accountability. There are other ways to find support and there are other ways to find guidance. So it's my hope from listening today that you will uh, seek out a coach, seek out a mentor, seek out a partner, that you will seek out a po- someone who can serve as a point of accountability, that you will join an association of like-minded people. Because at the end of the day, the reason why we're in business and we are doing this life is to grow. Everything that we touch should be growing. We should be growing as individuals and we cannot do it by ourselves. So I hope that you receive some great information today. Thank you for listening to Insight and Instruction and I wish you all the best.